poppin' the Christian bubble. It is now time for the Cultured Christian Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Today's episode is sponsored by independent financial planner Adam Peak. Join us as we provide commentary at the intersection of culture, tech, and faith. Black Panther 2 News. Ozark Season 4, the final one. A link is discovered between Alzheimer's disease and your gut. Zoom is giving us a nice gift for Thanksgiving. Video games may actually improve your mental health. Electric Harleys. And finally, putting up with burnt toast. All this and more coming up on today's episode of the Cultured Christian Podcast. Episode 23, folks. Thanks for tuning in today. It is Thanksgiving, and whether you are breaking the law or you are following it, we need to agree on one thing. We still have a lot to be grateful for, and so whatever you're doing this Thanksgiving season, please slow down enough to remember write down in a journal, tell it to one of your friends, your family members, what you are grateful for, what you're thankful for in this season. Now, perhaps more than ever before, being grateful and that regular practice of bringing to mind the things that you're thankful for could not be more important to your mental health. And so I just wanted to start off with that and say, Also, I'm going to practice what I preach and say that I am thankful for you. I'm thankful for this podcast. I'm thankful that we're almost at a year here of doing the podcast, and it is incredible and fun, and I enjoy it. And so we're just going to dive right into the content today. Not much here up front. Uh, So yeah, let's get into some culture news. I promise not to use up the whole episode, but I just wanted to let you know kind of from our last episode that I am just over halfway through season four of The Crown, and I am loving it. Just what I was hoping would happen happened in this new season, which is they totally redeem themselves because if you're like me, season three was kind of drab. It was just kind of blah. It was losing some of the, the, it lost some of the good characters and the storylines and stories they were telling were just not as compelling. And so the woman playing Diana is amazing, really, really well casted. And I just say again, man, I am learning things about this royal family that I never knew before. And so I encourage you again, if you're a history buff, if you like well done Um, documentary type style shows check out the crown it is so good and I just didn't know spoiler alert I mean if you know you may have known this about Diana but I didn't know she had an eating disorder I didn't know that her and Prince Charles had a rough relationship and there was another woman and all this stuff like I just maybe I was under a rock growing up and such but I didn't know any of that stuff so I find this season very very interesting and one episode I think it's the third one, focuses on this guy who literally broke into the Queen's Castle. I think it's Buckingham Palace, right, where she lives. And he got all the way into her bedroom, like straight up was like sitting in the morning next to her on this uh, chair as she woke up and had this conversation with her and, you know, kind of held her hostage, if you will. And again, I'd never heard that story. And it's so fascinating to think, number one, that some guy got in there. And number two, to think that the queen had an interaction with him. And, and I don't know, again, how much 
that interaction was Hollywoodized or if it was uh, completely true, but it looks like there are elements of it that definitely were true. So again, really good season. I won't say much more. I love The Crown. Check it out. Okay, where are my Marvel fans at? Unfortunately, again, due to COVID and 2020, we haven't had tons of Marvel stuff happening, which is a big bummer. But we do have some news today uh, from the Black Panther 2 movie. If you've been following along this year, sadly, we lost Chadwick Boseman, who was the Black Panther. He uh, struggled privately for four years with colon cancer and just a sad, sad loss as there was, again, Black Panther 2 coming up and, you know, future films which were going to feature him. And one thing that I found was interesting is they were thinking about doing a CGI double. You know, sometimes when someone passes away, they decide to still go on because he's the main character. Like, how can Black Panther 2 happen without the Black Panther? And so then they're, you know, put up against between a rock and a hard place, right? Do they cast someone else to be the Black Panther, which would be odd? Or do they just scrub the movie? Or do they move forward with a computer-generated one that people are obviously going to critique? Even though, you know, technology has gotten a lot better, it's still not going to be great. Um, and so uh, they decided partly to honor him. They're not going to do a CGI double in the movie and i love what victoria alonzo said who's an executive producer at marvel Studios. she says no there's only one chadwick and he's not with us our king unfortunately has died in real life not just in fiction and we're taking a little time to see how we return to history and what we do to honor this chapter of what has happened to us and was so unexpected so painful so terrible uh really and so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Black Panther 2, and I think it's one of those sad tales when someone's life is cut so short and in the prime of his career, and just sad, sad stuff. So it'll be interesting to see they started filming, or they're just about to start filming, and I believe it's going to come out next year. So again, stay tuned for Black Panther 2. Now, one of the darker shows that we've talked about here on the podcast has to be Ozark on Netflix. And we just got a ton of news related to Ozark from an article in People where they gave us some news. The first one, which is kind of good and bad, is that it will be the final season. Season four, it's going to end. It's going to be done. And I don't know what you think about that, but I actually like that because I've seen so many popular series milk it out too long. You know, The Walking Dead comes to mind. It's like, love, love, love that show. But somewhere around season six, season seven, it started just going in these crazy directions and so many throwaway episodes. And now we're up to season 10, 11, and they're talking about movies it just becomes so diluted and so hard to keep that uh, top shelf programming and characters to keep coming and so I like that they're going to wrap it up when it's still strong you know at, at the end of four seasons and so the other thing that they said is that it's going to be broken up into two parts so it's going to be kind of like a mega season for lack of better terms or in the article they call it a super size season so there's going to be two parts so i'm guessing we'll probably get five episodes four episodes and then there'll be a break and then you know later in the year or later on six to eight months later we'll get more so that means it's going to be an awesome season it's going to be full of new characters there's new storylines and things coming 
So that's cool. There's no due date or no uh, premiere date, I should say, that is released, but I think it's pretty likely that 2021 will see something, I'm guessing, late in the year, probably not in spring due to COVID delays and such. But yeah, it's awesome to hear that filming and casting is happening for Ozark season four. Are you guys excited for another season of Ozark or do you think that show is like, I know I have some friends who are like, I can't watch that. It's just too dark, too violent. So if that's you, that's totally okay. No shame there. Now, if you've ever had someone in your life, a loved one or a friend with Alzheimer's disease, you know just what a sad, terrible disease Alzheimer's is. It is just terrible. And I lost my late grandfather a couple years back to Alzheimer's disease and walked with him, had a front row seat for about eight years uh, on his journey. And it was just so sad. I always use the analogy of a warehouse. You know, it's like you live your life and all of your memories are stored in like a warehouse. Imagine like a Costco with shelves on top of shelves of childhood memories, places where you've lived up all the way up until what you had for lunch today is stored into this memory warehouse. And with Alzheimer's, it's as if someone is breaking into your memory warehouse and stealing one by one the boxes of memories, just taking them off the shelves and throwing them away, just destroying them. And it's so sad to watch it because literally you'd go away for a day or two, you'd come back and visit with your loved one, and you would notice another box or two. In some weeks, it would seem like a whole row of boxes, an entire shelf is removed. And watching him struggle at times, you know, at the beginning, he wasn't aware of it. It was like kind of this uh, silver lining that he didn't know. He didn't seem to know what was going on. But there were moments near the end where he would try to bring a word up to his memory and couldn't. He couldn't locate it. And that was the hardest, to watch him struggle and know that he's losing it, losing those memories. And so I'm always aware of, I always see these articles about Alzheimer's disease, and I'm interested for two reasons. One, because of this connection to my grandfather. And secondly, because, you know, it's in my family. It's in the genetics now. So obviously I'm a little bit more scared of, fearful of uh, myself developing it. And I've noticed at times having a bad memory and people saying you have a terrible memory. And so I'm, of course, leaning in and very aware of and sensitive to that. And so whenever I see articles, I just, again, kind of sit up and read it and, and have attention drawn towards it. And so there was this article titled just from this month, and it says at the top, link between Alzheimer's disease and gut microbiota, I think is how you pronounce that, microbiota, microbiota, is confirmed. And so this is one of those things that I had heard about in the past, but it sounds like they've moved from hypothesis to much more certainty. And so there's just a, a quote here I want to uh, read out in the article subheading. It says, a very clear correlation. And here's the quote. Our results are indisputable. Certain bacterial products of the intestinal microbiota are correlated with the quantity of amyloid plaques in the brain explains this doctor. And so this is really neat and interesting when it comes to, again, culture. I didn't know whether to put this in culture or tech. It's kind of a little bit of both. Um, but obviously now what they're looking into is if it is something in our gut and having to do with this 
microorganisms inside of our gut, they're looking at ways that what if you ingest, like they would give you something to drink and it would fill your gut with all of these healthy or good um, microbiota uh, stuff to level it out. And so I think that's really interesting, and I definitely will be continuing to research and read this more because I want to do anything I can here in the middle of my life to prevent having a similar situation develop in my 70s or sooner. Some people get early onset. My grandfather thankfully lived most of his life without it. And so, again, if there's anything we can do to limit it or slow it down or completely stop it, then I think we should definitely be paying attention to these kind of articles. So very excited to see that. I don't know if it's going to be like probiotics, I assume. I know for my Crohn's disease, there's been people in the past who have uh, said that I should be doing probiotics. Again, the research that I've read in that is, again, kind of 50-50. Some people do seem to have positive effects with that. Others don't notice a difference. So again, excited to see and hear more coming out about Alzheimer's and research related to that. All right, wrapping up our culture section, I just wanted to come on here and say and acknowledge again that I don't often talk about music, which is a huge, huge part of our lives, huge part of culture, and I just fully admit I'm not as into music, again, to know what the latest songs are and stuff to be talking about it here on the podcast, and so I need a co-host or just somebody who occasionally comes on and talks about music, and so if that's somebody like you you know, send us an email, drop me a line and let's talk because I would love to have a music element of the podcast. And so, um, again, I also want to let you know that we have a Spotify playlist so you can join it. It's a public playlist. You can drop songs into our playlist. And so just search for cultured Christians, uh, plural again, it should be out there. You should be able to find it. I'll send the link or drop the link rather into our show notes. So you should be able to just click that and it should open right up on your phone if you're listening on a phone. And uh, yeah, definitely tell us what are some, show us some new tunes. Let us know what you're listening to. And again, doesn't need to be Christian songs. It can be Christian songs. It can be secular songs, whatever you think uh, that we should be checking out. So do utilize that. A few of you have added some songs and I love listening to it. Turning to tech this week, I did want to give you a few updates from our last episode. For those of you that care, I did get my iPhone 12 Pro Max. It is all around a solid upgrade. It is a great phone. It definitely fits differently in the hand because of it having those square edges, but it was great as usual to walk into an Apple store and walk out with the latest and greatest tech. And as usual, it is the best iPhone Apple has ever created for 12 years now or how many years it's been. They can say that pretty consistently. They've not had a miss uh, in a while. So again, great, great phone. I did also try to get a PS5, but unsuccessfully. Those of you who are in the world of gaming, you're connecting with that. Uh, Walmart was kind of the premier retailer that was selling them last week on launch day. And they had so many blocks, I think four or five different blocks of time where they were releasing a few of them at a time. And unfortunately, every time I went on there, they were sold out. And by the end of the day, 
I had got one in my cart, like two of the times I got one in my cart. I was ready to fill out delivery information. And by the time I hit enter, it would error out. And so it was just, again, you had to be on it and you had to slide through within literally minutes, if not a minute to score one of the PS5s. None of my friends who wanted to get one scored one, so I'm not alone. I think there are, again, bots out there, these robots that are connecting through and getting, snagging up these PS5s, unfortunately. So my next chance is Black Friday, I hear, but I'm not holding out much hope. I think it'll probably be in the new year before I'm able to score a PS5. That is unless you, my wonderful listeners, want to give me an early Christmas present and be trying to get one on Black Friday as well from Walmart, Best Buy, Amazon, Target, all the major retailers I think are going to have some available on Black Friday. So if you guys got any tips, I would love that as well. If you have any inside track with Sony or any of these said companies, that would be super, super stellar. Because after all, it's kind of for a purpose, a cause, the podcast, right? Hint, hint. Anyways, so yeah, I was unsuccessful. Didn't get one. So as I mentioned at the start, this is Thanksgiving week, and it's going to be a holiday, man. This is going to be much like 2020. Nothing is going normal this year. Normal is completely thrown out and destroyed. And so we're heading into the holiday season. And I know a lot of my friends are giving me the right frame of mind or attempting to give me the right frame of mind about uh, seeing the holidays as a time that we need this year. We need the holidays to lean into the Christmas music, the Christmas spirit, all the joys and things that come with the holidays instead of, again, getting focused on the things that we're not going to have this year. And uh, one of those things, especially this week for Thanksgiving, is a lot of states are locking down, closing um, opportunities to meet with your loved loved ones or at least, you know, going out to dinner. And then they're putting restrictions on how many people should be in a house. And depending on the state, the to varying degrees, they're going to enforce that. And so one of the ways that Zoom, the wonderful chat service or the video chatting service, Zoom, is removing its 40-minute limit for video chats on Thanksgiving. So kind of as a gift in allowing families who are in different states to interact with each other on Thanksgiving you can uh, talk as long as you want. Now, those of you, again, most of you are familiar with Zoom, but maybe you didn't know, if you talk with more than one person, you can only do so for 40 minutes. If you have a third person, fourth person, and on, you can only do it with a free account for 40 minutes. And so starting at, let's see here, starting at 12 a.m. Eastern on Thanksgiving and going to the next day at 6 a.m. Eastern, you can chat unlimited with the unlimited amount of people in a chat room. So I think that's super cool. I love when companies do that. I mean, obviously, I wish they didn't have these limitations on a free account to begin with. But hey, it's a company. They got to make money. I understand that. It's kind of generous to let us talk for 40 minutes for free. So that's, again, the optimistic way to look at it. So if you're in one of those states and you have family members who are out of state, definitely be using technology using Zoom, House Party, Marco Polo, whatever it is, 
to say hello, to connect for an extended period of time with your loved ones. I know for me, you know, Thanksgiving is always a, a tough one because when I lived out here before for seven years and now this year moving into the holidays, uh, it's tough to be away from family, you know, and Thanksgiving was always the one that I wasn't with family. I always, you know, if you have to choose between Thanksgiving and Christmas going home, I chose and choose Christmas. So uh, Thanksgiving is, yeah, going to be different this year, I think, for all of us. So use that uh, Zoom giveaway if uh, it would help you out. If you're a video gamer, one of the things you've had to deal with in the course of your life is people who don't play video games often have bad ideas or a low view of people who do play video games. And they kind of buy into all these stereotypes of it being a waste of time, it's making you fat, the violent video games are making serial killers and school shooters. And so it was great to finally see an article that kind of backed up how video games have been in my life, which the title of the article says, a new study says playing video games may improve mental health. Unless you think this is just some, you know, made up little article from some no-name group, the study was released on Monday by researchers from Oxford University. You may have heard of that. And they did this study, albeit well-timed in the midst of a pandemic, and they found that there's a connection that people who played video games, this is straight from the article, people who played more video games reported greater well-being than those who had not. So I think that's awesome because it really backs up again for me. Video games have been, you know, pretty much a daily, if not every other day thing that I play just an hour, maybe two a day. So I don't think it's excessive. But now with the multiplayer, you know, I log on and I play with a few friends or a few students and it's a highly relational thing. Again, parents, sometimes you may look at this and think, oh, my kid is playing video games with his friends and what a waste of time. He should be outside. He should be reading. He should be doing homework, whatever. But again, he is with his friends, just not physically. They're talking. They're interacting and sharing a moment. They're making memories in a video game. They're doing tasks together. They're learning how to overcome obstacles and they're striving to compete with each other or compete against someone else and win, you know, winning a game. And so for me, it's a huge release. It's a, it's a social thing to play video games and just kind of interact. And I think you know, to get a little sexist here, maybe, I think as guys especially, this is a good um, place for us to chat, you know, um, not saying women can't be gamers. I just think, again, most of the guys that I can, most of the people that I connect with are men, and we typically maybe aren't going to call each other up each night or a, a few nights a week to kind of talk about our day or kind of get advice about different things. And so video games become that shared space that we are, again, doing something together. And naturally, when you're doing stuff together, you're able to converse, to talk about what's going on in your life. And so, again, I thought it was fairly interesting. They said that this is just the beginning. They're going to continue to do some research. I found it interesting that the two games that they used in the study were Animal Crossing and Plants vs. Zombies. And so they had two very specific games, not games that I play, but games that I know of. 
and they um, would have people play these games and then they would send them surveys and had, I guess, a control group that they were doing the same sort of thing with. So a little bit of science, a little bit of video game tech there. And I think it's, again, backing up kind of what I've experienced. I don't think video games have done anything negative in my life. I think it's been a great uh, entertainment slash social slash mental health uh, positive in my life. So I don't know. Do you guys relate with that pushback? If you feel like video games have done negative things for you or for your kids, comment. Let us know. Get interacting with us on our Reddit, and we'd love that. Harley Davidson. What kind of thoughts or feelings come to mind when you hear that company name, Harley Davidson? I know for me, I immediately think of my father, who's a listener here. So hello, Dad. Uh, yeah, he has a Harley, has had a number of Harleys in his life. Um, I've ridden on his Harley Davidson before. And so for me, I immediately think of my dad who's owned and owns Harleys. He finds great pleasure in that hobby, tooling around Florida on the beautiful sunny days with palm trees and the ocean. Like that's a great place to have a motorcycle for sure. The second thing I think of when I think of Harley Davidson is I think of that sound. Right. There's something unique. I, I've heard that that's a kind of like a secret recipe, if you will, is the very specific sound that a Harley makes. You know, when when a Harley shows up to a place that you're sitting, you know, you know it for better or for worse. And if you live in apartments, you may hate the noise of a Harley showing up. But it is definitely one of those sounds that everybody knows and either brings an endearing happiness, sort of nostalgic feeling uh, or again, maybe it's something that drives you nuts and you're like, get these motorcycles out of here. It's keeping me awake all night or I don't know. But those are the two things I think of when I think of Harley Davidson. Now, the one thing that I don't think of until today is electric motorcycles, electric motorcycles, right? Like I think of gas guzzling, just American grit, you know, rubber meets the road. But did you know that Harley Davidson is coming out with in spring of 2021, so just a few short months away, their first serial one cycle? Now, to be fair, it's not a motorcycle, so it's not an electric like Tesla motorcycle. It is more of a bicycle. So it's a bicycle that's going to have a motor and electric battery run uh, bike. And so you're seeing these things pop up all the more. I, I'm an avid biker, and I've been amazed at times to be riding in a park, and suddenly this grandma or grandpa is just suddenly zipping up the hill next to me, and they're not pedaling. And it's kind of like, what? Like, what are these machines? Why are they allowed on the bike path with these, you know, turbo bikes or these electric bikes that have little mini motors on them? And so um, they're not cheap either. They are looking at three to $5,000 price tags for these little 20 mile per hour bicycles. And obviously a lot of the market and what they're aiming for is the commuters, people commuting small distances to work or to, you know, going out to eat or a friend's house. And instead of getting in that car or on that motorcycle, you would just take this little uh, electric bike to just, you know, zoom over there quickly. And so, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I almost thought it was like the onion or, you know, Babylon B when I saw electric bikes from Harley Davidson. Like, really? That's an interesting move for that company. I think kind of getting away from their main 
their main lane, if you will, pun intended. They're getting a little bit out of their lane by moving into electric bikes, potentially kind of diversifying because I've read in other articles that, you know, the Harley Davidson population is aging. And so they're struggling as a company to survive in 10 years. Are they going to have the same market if they keep going with their lane of motorcycles so interesting what do you guys think will you be picking up one of these four to five thousand dollar harley davidson electric bikes and finally in our tech section this week we've got to talk about space a little bit because there was a huge moment a historical moment i would say in nasa and american history and that is there was a successful launch of four NASA astronauts going to the space station on a SpaceX flight from Florida, a SpaceX rocket. I mean, you can call it a flight, right? It's a rocket flight. Um, but this is huge, folks, because it goes back to 2011 when the last uh, shuttle took off. So we're at about a decade later, and we again had been shuttling our U.S. astronauts, NASA astronauts, on Russian ships, uh, Russian rockets. And now we sent up, just finished, they're up there, they're on the space station as I speak. And it's just so cool to have that back um, from American soil down in Florida. And another thing that I found interesting from this article was the uh, flight was completely autonomous, meaning they just sat there like from start to finish. It was on autopilot piloted from the ground. They were just passengers. They weren't flying anything. They were just there. And I thought that was really, really cool that they um, did that without touching a single thing on the controls of the dragon. The crew dragon is what it's called. And so this is definitely the beginning of so many different new things. They call it at the end of the article, a new era in human spaceflight. I mean, we've been seeing for years now SpaceX and other companies privatized space uh, happen. But now humans are aboard those rockets and they're safely and successfully going into outer space. And all of these things, whether it's Elon Musk or you know, the president or other people, everybody's talking about this is all precursors to going to Mars, right? And I just wonder, is that in 10 years, is it in 20 years? It's definitely going to happen in my lifetime where we'll see a man or woman set foot, hopefully a man and woman set foot on Mars. I think that would be so, so cool. And this past uh, week, we saw yet another step towards that with uh, SpaceX sending NASA astronauts successfully to the space station so good news awesome news from nasa as featured on episode 22 our podcast sponsor is adam peak my friend and independent financial planner are you concerned that you aren't doing enough for retirement have you always wondered if you're missing out on the retirement plan offered through work reach out to adam to help find the answers to these questions you can reach Adam through multiple channels by going to adampeak.com. That's adampeak with an A.com. Securities offered through Sigma Financial Corporation, member FINRA and SIPC. Adam Peak, 300 Parkland Plaza, Ann Arbor, Michigan, 48116. Phone number 810-522-8169 or acpeak at sigmarep.com. 
Have you ever put up with something longer than you should have? Recently, I got a new toaster, and it was the first time in countless years, probably a decade or two, since I actually went out and purchased a brand new toaster. And, and for those who care, it was a Hamilton Beach. I believe I got it at Target. It was $29.99, and there was a $5 off coupon or special that day. So I got a new toaster, shiny stainless steel one for $25. I walked out of there feeling pretty good about myself. And it's kind of a funny thing to talk about, but I, I only do breakfast really Saturday mornings as far as like I'll make ego waffles or, you know, pancakes or something. And just the way my job is and life is, I don't typically do much during the week. But on the weekend, I like to treat myself and have a nice, nice little breakfast, you know. And so it was recently a few months back that I noticed maybe for the first time that my ego waffles were only half done. It was like... I put it down twice in the toaster and, and I could always get one side like burnt and then the other side would be still um, a little soggy wet. And when I say side, I'm not talking about flipping it over. I'm saying like on the same side of the waffle, only half of it was was getting the toaster part of it. And so it was odd because I couldn't remember how long I've been dealing with this, but I just came to this understanding of like, wait a second. I could do something about this. Like, I can afford a toaster. I mean, there's there's a lot of things in life I can't afford, but I can afford a toaster. So why am I putting up with this burnt toast or this soggy side of my waffles? And so since then, I can say, oh, my gosh, like just a small purchase like that, a new toaster has changed things dramatically because now I have great, perfectly toasted waffles <laughs> and toast. I feel like this is one of those good metaphors. You guys know I love metaphors, and I feel like this is one of those good good metaphors. I mean, how often do we put up with things that we just don't have to? I mean, we live well below where we could if we only had the guts to draw the line, to say, enough burnt toast, like I'm done with that. And maybe for you today, it's it's a bad relationship. You know, a friendship or someone you're dating who treats you poorly and really doesn't seem like a good fit for you when you think about the long term. Maybe it's a job that's sucking the life out of you. I mean, I get it. You stay because of, well, bills. We have to pay bills. For some, maybe it's an addiction. I mean, you, knew, you know better, but you lack the power to fully beat it. Or what about a health issue? We often put up with some minor pain or a health problem because we fear going to the doctor or we just don't want to spend the money on health care. I get all these and the reasons why people put up with burnt toast. I mean, I did it for a long, long time. But I wonder if we might dream a little bit today. I wonder if in the midst of whatever you're doing, you could just dream for a minute of what life would be like if you drew a line in the sand and you had the courage to live differently. What would it look like? What would it look like for you to throw away that old toaster that's only making burnt toast and went out and got a nice new shiny one? What would that look like for you in whatever area that's coming to mind? I want to read a few verses today. Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, it says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. 
Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Wherever you go. Man, do we need courage today. We need courage sometimes to face that poor or toxic relationship, man. We need courage to face that boss and say, I quit. Or maybe we need courage today to step up against an addiction or a health issue. Could all use a little bit more courage. Ecclesiastes verse, uh, chapter 3, verses 1 through 8, it says, There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. See, I love that passage because it talks about framing life in seasons. There is a season or a time for everything, every activity under the heavens. And I wonder if sometimes we stay too long in one season. You know, again, maybe God is calling us to new relationships, new jobs, new levels of freedom, new levels of health. But we're holding on, maybe out of fear today, maybe out of just stubbornness to not want to change. I think for me, it's often fear. I don't want to leave the last season. I don't want to leave the last relationship because it's comfortable, even though it's painful or toxic at times. Maybe it's still a level of comfort for you because it's all you've ever known. It's the only person that you've ever allowed yourself to love or to be loved by. The last verse, one of my favorite verses I want to share with you, Isaiah 43, 19. It says this, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Some translations say streams in the desert. Again, I wonder what God wants to do in our lives and it haunts me at times, the things that I've missed out on, the things that God wanted to do new and fresh work in my life. He wanted to open new doors. And yet, again, out of fear, out of comfort, out of, gosh, so many different things, I settled for burnt toast. You know, I settled for an old toaster that I had for two decades with crumbs just piling up in the bottom of it and it not working correctly. When I had the opportunity I had the ability to draw a line and get rid of that old nasty toaster and get a brand new one. And so I wonder as we're looking to the end of 2020, and again, we're going to have a, a calendar change and we're all maybe more so than many years in our life looking forward to that calendar change. But friends, can I give you just a loving warning? When the calendar changes to 2021, all these things that maybe you've thought about as we've been chatting today, they're going to go right with you, right with us into 2021, unless we draw a line, unless we say enough is enough, 
and allow God to do some new things. I feel like God is wanting, he is so desiring to do new things inside of us, in our homes, in our communities, in our churches, in our countries. He wants to do new things. And let's get out of the way. Let's be the kind of people that steps aside and has the courage to let God do what only he can do, which is bring streams of water, life in the middle of a desert. That's, after all, what makes him God and us not. Here we are again at the end of another episode. If you like what you heard today, be sure and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. As always, we hope you enjoy this and all of our episodes on the Cultured Christian Podcast. Please feel free to join the conversation over on our Reddit. Also like and interact with us on our Instagram and Facebook page. Lastly, if you have feedback or topic ideas, email us at culturedchristians at gmail.com. We look forward to seeing you in the next one. CDs had hidden tracks. Yeah, I don't know. I like that. I thought that was cool when you just left it on and you didn't run over and turn the CD off and it just keeps playing. So this is our first hidden track. Why are you still here listening? Why aren't you turning it off? The episode is over. Why is this here? What's this about? I don't know. It's a hidden track. Cool. And so are you. <laughs> <laughs>